This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co- Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world, and we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed the free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the free game. And welcome into the pregame show with Bishop and Neely. Well, we've made it back from Miami. It was a glorious time down there, Neely. 59-3 was your final score, Jackson State over Florida AM in the Orange Blossom Classic. I tell you what, man, uh, it was everything we thought it was going to be, Neil. It was. I got to say this, Chuck. First off, mm. the reason I know you look great tonight is I don't know how we end up wearing the same hoodie <laughs> like this. This is never three three seasons of football shows and we've never showed up at the same thing. And, and, I, and, and I turned on the screen. I said, damn it, we got, we got on the same shirts. We look like Schwarzenegger, DeVito, and Twins. <laughs> Oh, man, I looked up, I said, look at this dude, what is he wearing? <laughs> hey, man, you know, it, it, we had a little storm roll through Jackson today. The temp dropped to, you know, the mid-70s. Nice little hoodie weather. And then the hood protected from the rain. And I, I turned on the show link, and, and, and there's my co-host in the <laughs> same clothes. Oh, man, you got to love it. <laughs> you got to love it. But I tell you what, bro, uh, we came, we saw, uh, we demolished, dominated. That was the theme. That's going to be the theme uh, this upcoming season. Uh, Jackson State went to uh, Miami Gardens, Orange Blossom Classic, and took care of business to the tune of 59 to 3, Neil. You know, Chuck, I don't even know where to start mm. other than with a simple note that I wrote out there for all the naysayers. We get it ready for the screen. <laughs> I think I'm going to just do the whole show just like this. <laughs> even, even 
little stick figure man down there doing the Jordan shrug. Yeah, yeah. Because Chuck being embedded with this team, uh, being embedded with this team during the spring, summer one, summer two, I told y'all this defense was better than last year. And I know the naysayers out there are going to still say, well, Dealey was one game. We got to get further to the season. We'll see. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it, man. Uh, you take a look at it. I mean, the stats bear it out uh, in terms of uh, dominating uh, Florida a uh, Where do we start? Shador Sanders, 29 of 33, 323 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, man, when I say he was locked in, he was beyond locked in. He starts out the game. 17 of 17. 17 of 17. And, and one of the things that he said on the sideline when we talked to him was the difference between this year and last year. When you look at seven to six victory, and he had about 240 yards in that game uh, versus this 59 to three victory. Is he put it on himself? He said, Man, last year I was freshman. Mm. He said, I, tur- I turned the ball over like two or three times during that game. You know, I, I still threw for 200-plus yards, but I turned the ball over. He said, now I've had a true offseason, new strength and conditioning coach. I'm stronger, faster. The team is stronger and faster. We upgraded at receiver positions. He said, this is the type of offense with a new offense coordinator, with, with Coach Prime's message of dominance, not just winning. He said, that's the difference, but it starts with me. He said, last year I turned the ball over. Mm-hmm. I turned the ball over. And if I don't turn the ball over, this is what we're going to do week in, week out. Uh, not to mention, I think a lot of our Jackson State fans had questions about offensive line. Offensive line responded. We rushed for 139 yards in this game, Neil. I, I mean, I, I tell you, Dominate doesn't even uh, accurately describe, but I, I tell you what, uh, a, a lot of questions were answered, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You know, a 100-yard game, particularly when you're running with multiple backs, back by committee, if you will, a 100-yard game is not asking a lot. Mm-hmm. And and we went undefeated in the SWAC last year. And all during those team meetings last season, all you heard was, hey, guys, if we get consistently 100 yards a game, we're going to blow people out. Because, you know, you're no longer just one-dimensional. You're going to blow people out because now they got to come up, you know, and try to protect against the run. And you see what happens when this team – uh, which is high-powered at receiver. You see what happens with this team when you get 100-plus yards a game. Uh, and, and the running game showed up behind that offensive line. This offensive line was ridiculed, criticized, uh, the center of attention, uh, if you will, as far as is it really going to be upgraded or not. And those guys showed up. And here's one of the things that fans don't get to see or hear, and I want to point this out as a difference between this unit and last year's unit. Last year's unit, when you're on the bench with them, there was a lot of bickering back and forth, a lot of infighting, a lot of arguing in, in that offensive line huddle. Man, this year, these guys are together. Uh, it's, it's five playing as one is their motto. Five equals one. Uh, and they are dialed in. They're pushing each other, encouraging each other. You don't see a lot of that, that infighting. They truly are working together as a unit. And that is catapulted by being just an upgraded talent. These guys are bigger. They're faster. They're stronger. They're hungrier. You saw – what this Jackson State offensive line can do when they're dialed and locked in. And they did it against family. Uh, not only that, uh, Shadour Sanders completed passes to 11 different receivers. We talked about this on the pregame show going into this game. Uh, the nation was going to get introduced to a lot of new faces, and those new faces showed up and showed out in this game. 
Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, you know, I see us on the screen behind you back there when we were in Miami. We talked about new names that you were here, Rico Bowers. We talked about, you know, Dallas Daniels, uh, both of them score. We talked about uh, Willie Gaines, that possession receiver. And everybody knew about Kevin Coleman, who announced he was coming to Jackson State uh, live during the bowl game. And, and mm-hmm. you know, when, when you went through the summer, you know, everybody was saying, well, here, where, where's, where's uh, Malachi? We haven't seen Malachi. And I said, you know, he hadn't made it here yet. But honestly, we haven't missed him, you know, because mm-hmm. there's so many bodies talented bodies in that in that wide receiver room and people are saying there's no way the top touchdown uh, receiver from the team not being there for part of the summer is not going to impact the team he didn't make the trip to Miami and look what happened you know this this room is deep so what's going to happen when he gets worked into this offense you know uh, and and one thing I want to point out Chuck when you talk about those 11 different receivers here's something that happened in Miami this year that didn't happen any last year Man, the tight ends came to play. The tight ends came to play. Yes, indeed. Uh, you talk about uh, the work that the coaches have done with the tight ends. Uh, I, I mean, it was tremendous to see them get worked into the into the game. And you talk about adding another dimension to this offense. Uh, you got some speed going vertical, and you got those tight ends uh, going across the middle, making hard catches. Uh, another target in the red zone, if you will. Uh, he has played a tremendous game. Yeah, and, a, and another body to block. You know, these are these are blocking tight ends. They're not just receiving tight ends. Uh, and then you had one of the tight ends who's not even TE1 was the one who scored a touchdown. You know, they're all three uh, getting worked into the offense. So there's depth there. So fatigue isn't uh, uh, factoring in when it's time to transition from blocking, you know, on this particular scheme to being a receiver or threat at receiver on this particular scheme. Because it just gives QB1, Shadur Sanders, another guy to check down to when you see that deep ball in there. Well, here's a big body that I might throw a five-yard pass to. He's going to rumble, stumble, bumble, like Burma used to say, you know, for 15 and possibly a score. So seeing what Terry Brewster has done and just this summer and getting our tight ends engaged and involved in the offense, you just understand why he is a tight end guru and why Coach Brown brought him in to help put a spark under this offense. No doubt about it. DJ Stevens, Jesse Riley. And new face Hayden Hagler all contributed for Jackson State this past week against Florida AM. Like you mentioned, Tim Brewster, he's been working with those guys. And I tell you what, they played a well of a game. Gonna need their contributions throughout the rest of this season. Uh, but it was a great start for this Jackson State offense, Neil. And I tell you what, when they're clicking on all cylinders, bro. It is so tough to really uh, cover all the things. Uh, that uh, our offensive coordinator can throw at you. You got three backs, you know, that can get yards. Uh, you got three tight ends that can block and make catches. Uh, you you have a wide receiver room of, of 12 or 13 and seven of them in any game, five of them in any game, you know, can score touchdowns or, or burn you for big plays. Uh, you got an offensive line that now has talent and depth, not just talent, talent and, and depth. So uh, you're changing bodies as the game you know, goes on. So that offensive side of the ball is built for domination. Everybody wondered what the hell is wrong with Deion Sanders when he would revamp an offense from a team that went undefeated in conference and won a conference championship. And he told you it was because we're not just trying to win, we're trying to dominate. 
I know we're just one weekend, chapter one, if you will, of this 13-chapter book. But if we do what we did in Miami the rest of this season, this is this is what you're going to see. Uh, and, and I want to point out to folks who say, well, you know, fam, you was going through, through some things and they had a tough week. Yeah, we had a tough week. We didn't have any damn water. You know, we had to we had to bounce around town and, and, and stay in other places. But this is a FAMU team who was short-staffed and scored 24 points against a UNC team, a Power 5 team, Very much so. uh, you know, on their home field. So don't don't think that, well, maybe Jackson State is not that good. Those guys are just that bad. Yeah, they weren't bad seven days earlier when you were watching them play UNC. You know, so this is that was a credible team out there that Jackson State just dominated from start to finish. And speaking of dominate, what else can you say about Dennis Thurman's defense? I said um, pregame show leading into FAMU and Dennis Thurman, we trust. And I tell you what, they limited FAMU to only 155 yards. Tremendous performance by that Jackson State dark side defense, bro. I keep telling the old guys, they're waking up the echoes of some of the greatest defenses uh, that we've ever seen. But like you said, this is a 13-chapter book. That was Chapter 1. Chapter 1, they passed with flying colors. You know, some of our old guys who I love, yeah, they love one of them, see all his great. You know, they remind me of LeBron and Jordan Bates, that two things can't be great or true at the same time. That, you know, well, I don't want to recognize LeBron James who diminishes or could diminish Michael Jordan comes. And I hear that kind of thinking or analogy with people who talk about these great JSU defenses, particularly when they hear Neely say last year that this is going to be one of the greatest defenses in JSU history. And then when they hear Neely say this year that this is going to be one of the greatest JSU defenses in history. He doesn't diminish 99 or 96 of those glory days defense in the, in the mid and early 70s. These guys are talented. These guys are big. These guys are fast. They got a hell of a defensive uh, staff, you know, coaching them. So they're yeah. going to do great things. Uh, and what you saw out there in Miami was not a fluke. You know, we told you guys all summer long, for those who were missing, and this defense is upgraded at every level. You know, we got edge rushers. Uh, uh, we got uh, the linemen up front, that front four. Uh, we got linebackers. We got corners. We got safeties. Every position is loaded with more talent and depth. Look at the number of guys. Chuck, you you could have literally flipped a corner or, or pulled straws to see who was going to be the defense player game. You're right. Uh, you know, it, it could have gone to anybody out there because they were all flying around. And everybody was worried about, well, what are we going to do with no James Houston? You saw what we are going to do with no James Houston. And that's not a slight to James Houston because he was right. a wonderful asset for us. But he was replaced with equal or greater talent, and you see that when you watch that game against family. No doubt, uh, Jackson State defense forced sacks in this game. Uh, they also had a fumble recovery, scoop and score. Aubrey Miller for a touchdown. K five, Kevin Wiggins. He also with a pick six uh, going in for Jackson State. A truly dominating performance. And leading into that game, they had a special visitor. Uh, and I tell you what, just listening to him, Neil, uh, he put a fire under me, and I ain't putting on no helmet or shoulder pads. I can only imagine how uh, juiced up this defense was going into that game. Yeah, I had two special visitors during the week there, man. And we're going to pull up uh, Warren Sapp first. Uh, defensive line Hall of Famer played there in Miami at the Good friend of Coach Bryant. Uh, he stopped by to talk to the team and talk to the D-line unit. Uh, so let's take a listen to Warren Sapp in Miami talking to the top. 
Orange Blossom Classic. Going to be a great matchup on Sunday. The preparation continues here, not skipping a beat, just keeping it moving, and uh, just excited about this opportunity, man. It's going to be it's going to be a great great classic. Ready? Hey, yeah. Are you ready? Hey, yeah. Are you ready? Hey, yeah. Tiger Tigers begin. Break it down and let's go. Eyes real quick. I need your eyes real quick. Tough day. I wanted you to get out here and experience that Florida heat. It's a little different, huh? Yes, it is. It's a little different, huh? Yes, but guess what? You got to you got to reach down in you. It's in you. Everything you need is already in you. You can't tap out. Some of y'all, some of y'all that tap out guy was right here, right here. You listen to that one to say tap out a little more than the other one. But it's in you. You got to fight through the adversity. We got to fight through the pain. We got to fight through that that willing and that won't. Shut it down. You got to fight through it. And we got to stop questioning our coaches. Stop questioning them. They know they study their butt off. They understand the game plan. They got your great game plan. They execute the game plan. You just got to do your job. Just do what you do and we're going to be all right. Sap Daddy, you? I'm here. Give him something. I need something from the Sap Daddy. Hey, man, whenever I get a chance to stand in front of young men like this that have an opportunity to do some special things, I think about one thing. I cut my hands and feet off to put myself back in that position where you're at right now. Because you have a group of men around you and coaches that are putting you in a position to go out and excel. They're giving away generational wealth, fellas, if you understand what I'm saying. You have everything in front of you every day that you need to go anywhere you want to go in life. We all know the vows, right? Yes, sir. A-E-I-O-U? We all know the vows? Yes, sir. Give me a word with all of them in. Education. That's the key that'll take you wherever you want to go. It's right in front of you. So go in that goddamn classroom, get with these coaches, absorb that knowledge, and then go out and execute. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I'm telling you, I would trade. I trade that gold bus, my Hall of Fame jacket, my Super Bowl ring, and my Hall of Fame ring to sit where you are right now. Y'all have an opportunity of a lifetime. Seize it. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. All right. Four quarters, sideline to sideline, goal post to goal post for four motherfucking quarters. That's what I want to see Sunday. You got me? Yes, sir. All right. Let's rock. Break it down. Let's have that. Come on, baby. Let's dominate on three, fellas. One, two, three. Dominate! Get a job, get a job. Hey, yeah,
Warnock promised to speak for all Georgians, but since I tell you what, man, Sap bringing the heat is only one Sap can do. Go post to go post, bro. Sideline to sideline, bring that mother. Hey, man. <laughs> hey Chuck, I, I saw you go grab a helmet and shoulder pads, man. You was ready to get out there. Hey, man, I was fired up. I can only imagine uh, what it was like for those guys uh, who actually were putting on a helmet and shoulder pads, but. I tell you what, the preparation was uh, uh, on point in terms of getting ready for this tough FAMU team. We went out and executed, man. Uh, brought home the W for our, our Jackson State fans, and I tell you what, uh, it was a beautiful thing to watch. Guys executed in all phases. Uh, when you talk about offense, defense, and <laughs> I tell you so. And, and let us not forget the special teams aspect as well uh, as uh, they were uh, uh, Great timely punting in terms of pinning Florida and in deep, uh, but also knocked in a field goal, extra points. It's perfect. Tell you what, if we're, if we're grading this uh, first game against Florida and in, uh, Neely, what, what you got for us? Well, before we go to those grades, let me echo something, underscore something uh, on that special teams play. Uh, you're exactly right. Directional punting, pinning the other team deep. Uh, field goals and extra points that did not look shaky. You didn't have to pray them through the uprights. Uh, and, and then just the coverage uh, when we had to punt or kick off, everybody standing there lanes and assignments. And we can't forget that block punt that led to a score on special teams. Yeah. So you had a game. You had a game. Now, typically we're used to uh, a return going back for a score. So we, we are accustomed to the defense scoring, the offense scoring, and the special team scoring. But we scored off a blocked punt. We scored off a blocked punt against FAMU. Uh, did not come close once again to having any of ours uh, blocked. Uh, but just that that alignment and assignment and technique that the staff stresses, man, special teams played off the charts. Uh, again, out there kicking by committee, long stamping by committee, they're deep even in that specialist category. Uh, but when you ask me for the grades, man, you know, how do you not give A's all around, you know, for that performance? But to but to 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 chime in on something Coach Prime talks about, we still have some things to clean up because we still did not play anywhere near a perfect game. Uh, you know, one of those you know, those deep kicks I'm talking about, we could have downed it on the one in mm-hmm. a mental error. You know, we go into the end zone with it. Uh, we have a drive that is about to be you know dead in the water. And we get a defensive holding call that wasn't even a necessary hold. It was away from the play. Uh, uh, we got a penalty right before halftime that allowed FAMU to continue a drive and get a field goal. Uh, so we got some things, Chuck, that we had just absolutely got to clean up. Because uh, you take away those those errors like that, and, man, now you're talking about a 70-point game with zero on the board. Because that three points they got, we gave them off, off penalty right before the halftime. Uh, and, and, you know, I heard Willie Simmons talk to uh, the quarterback club in Tallahassee uh, the, after the game, and he talked about, hey, we handed them 28 points. I'm, I'm, I'm going to adjust that. We took 28 points. Mm. You know, I don't know if you handed it to us, uh, but but we took 28 points and then had another 28, you know, that we found out there on our own. Uh, but we, we left an additional 28 out there in mental errors, you know, that maybe the commentators or the fan or the band or whoever didn't see but there were some missed opportunities out there, man. It drives Coach Prime nuts. Yeah, I've got quite a few about missed opportunities. And then another something to look at cleaning up, uh, always things to improve on from week to week. 
Uh, our team did have 12 penalties for 115 yards, so that is something moving forward that um, you have to clean up sure. going into uh, this Tennessee State game. Yeah, sure. You know, what, Chef, what you look for going through a season, uh, and, and one of the coaches, I think Coach Trevor mentioned this, probably you're, not that you don't grow every week, but your biggest time for growth is between games one and two. Games one and, and two. And so we, we, we caught FAMU on their second game. So they should have been better than the UNC. And, and we should be better when we get to Memphis, you know, against Tennessee State. You want to grow each week. But the biggest portion of growth you'll see is when you get that first game under your belt and going into that second. Uh, and, and Coach Prime talked about this, man. When, I, when we sat down with him, uh, traveling with the team, he said, look, two best teams in the SWAC last year, Jack State and Bambi, were also the two most penalized teams in the mm. SWAC last year. Yeah. He hates those drive-killing penalties or those – uh, drive continuing for the other team penalties. You know, it's third and five, and you hop off sides. It's third and nine, and you get a personal foul or something like that. Uh, and you'll see when you look at those penalties, we got some stuff to clean up uh, because what's going to inevitably happen in this season, not not, we're going to continue to win and dominate, but somebody's going to get closer. Uh, you're, right. you're going to have film out there. You know, they're going to grow and develop. They, exactly. Somebody's going to somebody's going to catch up and game plan on some of the stuff. And so you can't give away missed opportunities, give away points on penalties. And 100 plus yards of penalties, you know, could be the difference between a win and a loss when you get toward the middle of the season. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, in addition, Warren Sapp, who was who stopped by and gave some uh, very encouraging words to our Tiger team. Michael Vick also. Uh, stop by, and uh, we have some uh, great footage on Michael Pick stopping by Jackson State practice prior to uh, the Jackson State Florida A&M game. Let's roll that. Dion, we go way back. Anytime I run into Prime, he always gives me instructions on on my life moving forward, whether it's in TV, whether it's in you know doing a football camp with kids. He's always been a role model. Uh, I always looked up to him, and, and he's he's a legend. Uh, not just for what he's doing football, but for everything that he do. Yeah, yeah, they do. They look better this year than last year. And then I expect the offense to be a lot better than it was last year. I know year one for the, this team when Prime was here was going through the pandemic, going through the, all of the phases of becoming great. And now it's all starting to come to fruition. It means the world. I mean, I was just telling Coach, like, this and what he's doing is transcending HBCUs. It's transcending the game on this level. And, uh... You know, he's putting everything in it, everything that he's learned over the years, everything that he's been able to, you know, uh, understand and, and learn from all his years' experience, whether it's playing on a pro level or coaching, he's bringing it into this space, and uh, it's beautiful. So I can see why this team will, uh, you know, compete for championships for years to come. To this year and for years to come. We need a ball. 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 Experience for these guys to uh, get uh, 
uh, some great encouraging words from a uh, few uh, guys, the caliber of Warren Sapp and Michael Bigman. Uh, I talk about playing for Texas State football right now. Uh, it's the opportunity of a lifetime, bro. You know, one of the things I love about that clip that might get by is uh, Shane Hooks, who did the damn thing, you know, on uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, on that on that day, you could see Shane Hooks excitedly run out wide uh, because he's thinking Michael Vick is going to drop it to him. When anybody Mike Vick's age or older, we know Mike Vick is keeping that thing. We know he's keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once he no started over receivers. He <laughs> oh man, I tell you, that was great stuff, man. Uh, so we'll close the books on Florida and fifty nine to three. Uh, Jackson State one and zero. It's now time to look forward. Now we have the Southern Heritage Classic game this weekend, where we take on an improved. Tennessee State Tiger football team. Uh, they are on one on the season, having lost to number 13 Eastern Washington this past week. But it's a different football team. Uh, they are uh, under the tutelage, of course, of Eddie George, year two of the Eddie George era. But a new quarterback under the center for the Tennessee State Tigers, Brayton Ellis. He is a transfer from Austin P, where he racked up a close to 4,000 yards passing uh, at Austin P, and he's now under the center for the Tennessee State Tigers. Had a great opening weekend, uh, I believe, for Tennessee State, and we'll get into it as we prep and get ready for the pregame show uh, uh, prior to Jackson State versus Tennessee State. But you talk about this Tennessee State team in that first game. Balance is the first thing that jumps out at you. 290 yards rushing, 257 yards passing, and they have a running back, Devon Starling, 207 yards on 25 carries. So our defense is going to have their hands full this weekend in the Southern Heritage Classic. Yeah. yeah, I think what jumps out to me about this is uh, Eddie George year two, Eddie George sophomore season uh, is uh, is they're better. You know, they're 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 a better team than they were last year. Uh, they have upgraded at positions. Uh, uh, they got some some talent in. Uh, some of the talent that they retained has grown over the summer uh, and is looking good. But this is one of the things that we we have said all summer long, going all the way back to spring ball. Uh, that Jackson State got better. Uh, mm-hmm. And if teams were, were able, if teams were blessed, and they were fortunate to get to where we were last November, last December, we're not where we were last November, last December. Uh, so I still think, you know, advantage to the Jackson State Tigers uh, in this matchup. And I know you and I will be in Memphis embedded with the team once again, and I'll be doing a pregame show live, and we'll get into some deep dive nuances uh, of what to expect on Saturday night. Uh, we bring that to you on Friday, I think. Uh, but this is going to be a good matchup. Weather could be a factor. Uh, there are some thunderstorms uh, that are likely to be moving in through the Memphis area Saturday night. Uh, so maybe playing part of this game in the rain, but it rains on both teams. Uh, they do have a new exciting quarterback that you mentioned in Ellis. Uh, his family is from Mississippi Delta. Uh, and the guy's got an arm and some legs. So the, so the defense is going to have to play uh, with some eye discipline, uh, if you will. Uh, to make sure they're keeping the keeping him where he needs to be in corral, but I don't think uh, a Dennis Thurman game plan changes too much uh, because you got a better guy back there because he believes in his better defense. So there's going to be pressure applied. Uh, the defensive front is going to be there to stop the run game, that balanced attack, if you will. But because they're so balanced that they bring that same mystique uh, from week one to us, you know, everybody's got to play on. Everybody's got to do their job, which means sometimes your job is a little boring. But the minute you get out of alignment, get out of your assignment, is the minute the ball comes that way for a big play. So 
Uh, I, I look for our Tiger defense to have to learn how to stay at home and watch these guys uh, because this is not the Tennessee State team from last year. Exactly. Exactly. Always a great time up in Memphis for the Southern Heritage Classic. Uh, you talk about Jackson State and Tennessee State, two blood programs within the HBCU universe and so many uh, ties uh, between uh, Tennessee State and Jackson State. So many people uh, in the Jackson area that have uh, matriculated through Tennessee State and likewise up in Nashville to come down to Jackson. But always uh, sort of a familiar atmosphere here at the Southern Heritage Classic. And the Memphis Alumni Chapter always does a tremendous job uh, in terms of putting on the show for our Jackson State fan base who are coming up. Yeah, who knows, man? This, this this could be the last one. There's been a lot of talk that uh, that we won't be participating uh, going farther than this one, uh, not without some serious renegotiations uh, taking place. So a lot of people have been saying the last dance uh, with this one, but uh, you know we'll see. Business is business, and when the business, business is business. right, business business is booming. So uh, for now, you know we've made it plain that hey, this is what we want, or else, and we'll see where that goes. But all roads lead, you know, three hours north of Jackson, three hours west of Nashville. It's the center of attention between these two schools playing that game in Memphis. Both alumni bases are strong uh, in the, in that metro Memphis area, spilling over to Arkansas and even down into Mississippi. Uh, so I'm expecting a, a packed Liberty Bowl, as it used to be called. I think some bank name is on it now. So sorry about that bank. Y'all not y'all sponsor three games, so I ain't got it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's going to be a packed night. Be a packed night at the Liberty Bowl with a lot of fan activities, you know, during the day. But I, I do want to say, Chuck, once dominant performance over FAMU, but lick your finger, turn the page. That's behind us. Uh, you have to get ready to face a Tennessee State, uh, excuse me, a Tennessee State team who plays a different style and different brand of ball. When you when you think about this, Chuck. Organizations take on the culture, personalities of it. Yes, sir. Uh, you see our guys, you know, working hard and having fun because that's what Coach Prime does. He's a hard worker and he always has a smile on his face. Exactly. Uh, you see, FAMU's team is built like Winter Simmons, you know, used to play back uh, back in his days, you know, coming up. And you can expect that an Eddie George team is going to have a badass running back. Yeah, you, you better know, believe they, it. You they, better they, believe they, it. They're going, they're going to run the ball because that's the culture of their coach. Uh, and that's why you see that balance between their passing game and their running game. Uh, uh, but what I'm interested to see, you know, they got to have a defense that faces our offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got an offense uh, with the QB1 that, that really has shown his growth between freshman year uh, and sophomore year uh, and, and, and responds well under that pressure. It has a better offensive line, uh, has a running game by committee, has tight end utilization now. And of course, has deep threats, and we'll look at that travel roster for this game. Because one thing you can expect all season long, uh, it's it's almost Chuck. You remember so how they I think they probably still do it. You know, you could make you could make J set, but that don't mean you actually perform at halftime. There you, you go. For that, there uh, you go, man. We got some select guys. Yeah, they're going on every trip. They're playing every game because they're they they are the leaders of that unit. But mm-hmm. some of those deeper units, like corner. And, and wide receiver, man, you don't you don't know who's coming. Hey, it's so, gonna be a fight week in week out. You got to fight week in and week out, and it's based on your practice performance, not your previous game performance. So yeah, did Shane Hooks get off uh, in, in Miami? Sure did. Did Dallas Daniels get off in Miami? Absolutely. But if those guys don't have great practices this week, TC Taylor's gonna go with another five. 
Right. It's, it's just that it's that deep. Talented. Right. And so exactly. Tennessee State, if you're out there preparing for what you saw in Miami, that might not be what's coming to Memphis. Boy, those are very, very scary words, just knowing how deep this roster uh, is. Well, I tell you what, Neely, we're going to take a deeper dive uh, uh, looking at Tennessee State as we uh, look at the pregame show this upcoming Friday. Had an opportunity to talk with uh, the writer for uh, Tennessee State, Mike Oregon, who covers them for the Tennessean, and he takes a very, very deep look this Tennessee State roster. So definitely our Jackson State fans should stay tuned as we get ready for uh, Big Blue, also known as Tennessee State uh, University. Uh, but I tell you what, man, game one in the books, one and oh, you said it's a 13-chapter book. Chapter one is down. So all I got to say about that, what I got to say about this, Just, just Tiger Nation, just and the haters. Don't forget, I told you so. I told you so. No watch, doubt about it. Watch defense travels, Chuck. Watch yeah. this defense travel to Memphis. Watch. Yeah, I, no, no doubt about it. Defense travels. Well, you know, in closing, as always, we want to thank our sponsors. Title sponsor for this show: Chambers and Gaylor Law Firm, uh, the Project Architect Amber Slaughter, and of course BioSteel. You see them. The logo right down there, right down there on the corner with uh, every time uh, talk about uh, straight out the tiger's mouth. So we want to thank those sponsors for uh, coming on board for the pregame show as we go through this 13 chapter book during the course of the season. Neely, I think your pardon shot was I told you so. Any final words? for this? You know what? <laughs> when we have the Friday night show, I'm going to tell you so again. And we have next Wednesday show me looking back. I'm going to told you so again. I'm going to keep on told told you so because I trust my eyes. I've seen what these guys can do. I saw them do it all summer long. New strength and conditioning coach has made a world of difference. Chuck, you know, I took stats four times because I flunked it each part, so I had to take each part twice. So I know probabilities and I know random sampling. I got at least five text messages that said, hey man, it should do it fast this year. If I got five text messages, that means 5,000 people were thinking it. Yes, he's faster this year. The whole team is faster this year. Did you see Niles Gaddy, man? Do you see mm. his burst that he has this year? Did you see Julius Reynolds' juice, the speed juice. that he has getting to the ball? These yeah. guys, man, have worked their asses off under the new strength and conditions coach all summer long, and you are seeing your results. You're going to see it Saturday night in Memphis, Tennessee. And the big thing, they're hungry. They've heard all the naysayers that are coming uh, full bore, if you will, the rest of this season. So we're looking forward to uh, a potentially historic Jackson State season. Uh, it's going to be a fun ride, Neely. Looking forward to it, my brother. And I know you keep trying to rap, man. I'm going to let you rap. But I want to give a big-ass shout-out to that offensive line, man. Yes, sir. Kudos to the offensive line. You know, those guys catch the blame for every bad play, rarely get credit for a good play. But as a unit, they were the difference maker uh, for QB1. They were the difference maker for this team. So hats off to Mike Marcus and hats off to their offensive line unit who showed up ready to play in FAMU and they really shut down all the doubters. I think that the defense, that performance was better than expected, but people expected something. I think the offense was better than expected, but people expected something. People didn't know what to expect with an offensive line and that offensive line showed you what they're capable of all game long in Miami. We're going to see if it travels to Tennessee.
We're going to see if it travels to Tennessee. Looking forward to it. Uh, don't forget to tune in on all our social media uh, platforms, YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Uh, I tell you what, looking forward to doing the pregame show live again Friday. Tune in with us. We take a deep dive into Tennessee State University and prep you for the Southern Heritage Classic. Uh, it's been another great one. This Bishop is nearly it's a pregame show. And we're twins. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Listry. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed free game. With your host, Charles Bishop. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame.